Previously on Airbnb Drama, we, the boys, get one starred. We also have a debate about debates. Did I say that right? I think that's what we should use. Yeah, I think so not, too. You did not say it right. I didn't get anywhere close. <laughs> we had a great debate about bidets. Yeah, there we go. You Good got it. Good luck with that. <laughs> boys got one star <laughs> yeah that's us we're the boys we're the boys. we both got one starred and um we have failed <laughs> <laughs> we had remarkably different results well i had i got one on the last episode i got one one star removed yeah that's how we started yeah and then i got another one star and it's not gonna get removed and then you had your one star but you're having to follow up I uh, I mean, sort of. It feels like a lost cause. Of it. I've had like three phone calls. And the thing is, is if you keep bothering them and messaging, they'll message back every time. It's just eventually becomes a waste of everyone's time. You're fighting with a robot. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But uh, but his name is Bogdan. And I have told him <laughs> <laughs> that he has personally offended me. Um, no, there's been a couple different people actually, but Bogdan is the latest one. And I thought a fellow Eastern European would <laughs> sympathize. Basically, the situation is this. I forget how in detail I described it, but essentially, like we have a gated community. We, money, money. Yeah. Uh, we Big say money. no. They kind of vary in the Poconos, especially. I remember there's like a on the DL thing from the realtors where they're like, you know, this town's not so good, and then people will be like, oh, but that's a gated community. They're like, yeah, that means it keeps the crime in the community. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that with me. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it doesn't necessarily mean a good thing, uh, as one might interpret gated community. But either way, like we, it's it's cute. It's totally fine. The one that we're in. Um, but there's a gate that you need to be registered, and I'll get into that with my oh, contractor Jesus. issues too. But there's a gate that you need to be registered in. We have it on our profile that that this is the case. We message the guest ten days prior to their booking and say this is the registration. Make sure it's filled out five days ahead of time. We actually need it filled out three days ahead of time, but that gives us a little wiggle room. And people send it late, and we get charged the fine if we send it less than three days ahead of time, yeah. which we don't pass on to guests. It, in their defense. This is a very stupid, annoying system that you, but, it, it but you don't have any control over. We it. have no You're control just working over it. within the parameters of the HOA, and, that, and we've and that also community. pitched to the HOA. Like my brother went to Ecuador and went to a gated community there, and it's this modern, you know, automated system. You flash your ID, it scans it. If you're pre-registered, sure. it just lets you in using your ID. There's no reason why in the United States of America that shouldn't be the case. And the Poconos one, they have to do a blood test. <laughs> Yeah. You, like you gotta spit, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, come in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th these guests, you know, a lot of guests ignore messages. And I'll usually follow up and I'll say something. These guys ignored multiple messages. They sent the registration the night prior, and it, I believe it was a Sunday, so the office wasn't even open to register it. And it's like a whole can of worms. So basically, like, they got to the gate, and they, I don't know how long they had an issue for. They texted my brother. He worked it out and got them in. And then, of course, they, like, made that a major part of their review. And they also mentioned, so I had, I think I told you also another pickup from last week. The propane went missing. Remember? Yes. And we ended up finding it. It was exactly as I thought. I was like, you know, more likely than someone stealing it as somebody, like, 
as weird as it is, somebody just probably put it somewhere weird, and they put it on the back deck where there's no grill oh, and nobody okay. thought to check. All right. Well, then we've formally apologized to your shady contractors or any, yeah, yeah, any that bad guy. people in the neighborhood. Well, he did probably steal a propane tank another time. Yeah, so just we, not yours. Yeah, and he stole money from me, so it, okay. no apologies whatsoever. A half apology. No, you know what? We <laughs> we pegged him for what he is. He just was innocent this time, you know? You can't uh, double jeopardy him, you know? Yeah, He's I guess innocent. so. Well, so anyway, uh, they that was the crux of it. That, that, previous, that, that ruined their vacation, these, yeah. these gate people. I mean, it didn't ruin their vacation, and but they just like had an attitude moving forward, basically. And the propane, also in their review, they're like, we had to buy propane, which is literally false. Within minutes of them letting us know, we had somebody bring them a propane tank. So, like, liter- literally someone who lives blocks away manages for us and, and works on stuff and, and handled it very quickly and was great. Uh, so, yeah, I was basically, like, previously, which I thought was, like, actually kind of lenient, but, like, awesome, uh, Airbnb's policy seems to be that basically the gate counted as, like, it's not part of your home experience. It's it's the same as, like, basically complaining about road conditions or something yeah, like or that. Yeah, or the weather or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, which isn't entirely the case it's i it's arguable that it is it's relevant in, it's in the middle yeah but it's arguable that it's relevant to your experience because you might just prefer to go to a home without a gated community you know but the thing that's good about it is it prevents people from having parties everybody actually needs to be registered and all that jazz and so so they gave you a one star yeah they gave us a one star and uh complained primarily about the bureaucracy of the gate system and the propane issue and so i i spent many phone calls with Airbnb and they told me to go fuck my but Bogdan <laughs> Bogdan told me to go fuck myself. But I love how they do it. They're like, hey, um, we don't care if you live or die. And then the next automated message is like, we must say, it's so impressive how <laughs> you host in this community. You're a pillar of everything well, we yeah. value, but get fucked. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like this like not it's copy and pasted with like, you know, we see yeah. that the, I would not worry too much as I see your other reviews are very good and this is just one and customers will look at it as a whole. We encourage you to talk to the guests directly. And I'm like, bro, I wouldn't be talking to you if I thought it was productive to talk to the guests directly. They're pissed. They retaliated and left yes. this review. And honestly, I don't know. There's some there's some guests you should talk to. That's not bad advice. It's just not good advice because there's some guests that are like, no, 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 no. We want it to hurt. We want you to suffer and, you know, whatever, man. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I recently had a one star review too because we use these this lubricant on the window frames and it left a smell. And then uh, we were like, hey. oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and the lady's like, oh, there's this chemical smell. And we're like, you know, I, I was concerned at first. Feel free like, to rub that on your genitals. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it a gas smell or whatever? And she's like, my husband was a firefighter or some shit. And I was like, well, then you're safe. It's all good. But then um, it was just like the lubricant from the windows. And I was like, oh, we found out that's the problem. I was like, tell you what, why don't you go to dinner on us? We'll buy you some drinks or whatever you want. And uh, we'll come run, run an ozone machine. And she's like, oh, more chemicals. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was like, all right. And I just knew it was checkmate. Right. She's yeah. just going to be trouble. Yeah. Because she's, she's going to claim the smell, which, by the way, you can say anything about smell. We talked about this before. Yeah. You'll never win that argument with Airbnb. Well, especially yeah. it's the worst for me because my cleaner lost her sense of smell a year ago from COVID. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So that's a disability. You should you should say that. 
Try Say that. it to who? <laughs> I don't know. Bogdan or, you know. Yeah, my cleaner can't clean because she's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, she's awesome. And she has like other people who come in and Smells help her out. And, yeah, she has a, uh, a smelling assistant son. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a smelling dog. <laughs> Except it's her son, yeah. Um, but yeah, no no luck for me. I, I'm screwed on my one-star review. <sighs> and and this, is, this is something like both of us, because of this job, we spend a lot of time arguing with robots and pressing one and holding and listening to hold music and talking to people and re-explaining stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 40 this year. And we were talking about this earlier. One of the instincts that I am, can feel creeping in is like this instinct to become a grouchy old motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about grouchy, but I have caught myself becoming so apathetic to how I speak to the Airbnb person on the other end yes. of the line. And it's not great because I don't think it's good for me, you know? And I, and I don't yeah. do it a lot, but just like this last one really was like the last straw, especially because not Bagdan. Bagdan is innocent of this one. But prior to the one, a different woman that had me... <clears throat> just disappeared for like two minutes sure. and I was taking a long walk with my daughter. So I was like, I got nothing better to do than call Airbnb and try to handle this review. Disappeared, said nothing, like literally just disappeared for like two full minutes, got back on. And I'm like, what was that? She's like, sorry, I just had to like, I don't even know what she said, but I'm like in the future, if you're going to do that, can you please let me know that you're disappearing? Because to me, it felt like you were hoping that I would hang up so that it would not be recorded on your end that you hung up on me. Cause that's the way that it comes that's, off. That's not grouchy. That's completely good feedback. Yeah. That's what well, they do most of the time anyway. Right. Well, so what happened was, is I continued going back and forth with her about this review and all I'm trying to get her to do because this is what happens with these types of situations as i'm sure you know they repeat this blanket thing that literally doesn't even give me any indication that she understood the things that i said that i feel like that's a new thing i, I feel it like, is yeah i feel like it's a lot more programmed language yeah and and and, and like like they don't you have to like i that's part of what's making me frustrated lately is that they're like uh they're like okay well Sorry to jump your story, but like I had an issue with a with a bank payout. Like they weren't paying the money to my account, and I was like, "Hey, this is a major issue. I'm missing money. What the hell's going on?" And then they took a data answer, and it was the wrong answer. And I wrote them back, and they finally wrote me back. And then they're like, "Okay, what's the um what's the confirmation number on this booking that you're having a payout issue with?" And I was like, "You didn't even read the message. There's no booking confirmation on a co-host payout. How do I know this and you not know this?" And, right. and I was like, "And I, I mean this respectfully, but did you read a goddamn thing?" <laughs> I mean, say like that, but yeah, like, yeah. It's like this is cost. I'm spending my life talking to you, and I don't want to. Totally, and it adds you know? up to a lot of time. <clears throat> but so yeah, basically, I I was to the point where I was kind of like, "Listen, I please stop reading off of a script." Here, I just yes. mentioned to you these direct quotes from the review that I believe are against the policy. You tell me you believe that it is not against the policy. Can you specifically tell me what does this sentence mean to you and why is it not against the policy in terms of this, this, and this? And they avoid it. And she doesn't do it. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to repeat myself again. I don't like that you're making me repeat myself, but you have given me no indication that you are actually even processing the point i'm making it yeah. feels deranged and so like you know slowly but surely as you go in a loop with that you start talking to them a little bit short and it's like this person doesn't really a they don't have control b like i don't know if any of them are in america like they all have like like god bless Bagdan, but like probably not uh, like i just don't it, it, i've never gotten somebody who's like a, a first 
language English speaker. Yeah, which which you know, like respect to them that they can do a job in a foreign language. That's fine, but this is a this is a job of nuance, and it just sounds like it's hard to even get to that level because it sounds like nobody's even reading anything. And it's like, well, is that why you're hiring a bunch of people in, in like Bulgaria or something because they don't even need to read this stuff and they click it off? Like, I don't know exactly what's happening, but I'm gi- I'm given no indication that like I'm being understood whatsoever. I, I This is a theory, but I suspect that when you're ch- chatting with people, not on the calls, but in chat, that it's just a translation app, that they're not even, um, they don't even speak English. Very possible, yeah. Which is fucking crazy if that's true. But It's it's really crazy if that's true. And, uh, you know, it's we're a year or two away from it being a chat bot anyway. Yeah, but it's still the same name, though, as Bogdan. <laughs> they don't give Bot, Bot Don. Bot Don. <laughs> they won't give him white names. That's an extra cost. <laughs> this is Kenneth Bot. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny, because that's a legitimate way you could do it if you were running like an AI chatbot. It's yeah. like, it's uh, $10 a month for our service using only Indian and Russian names. <laughs> or you can pay 20 for Bill and Bob and Joe yeah, to help you out. If you want out. Canadian Bot. Uh, if you want Boris, it's going to be one yeah. price if you want joseph yeah. it's going to be another boris is a dollar on the bot platform <laughs> yeah boris is actually extra discounted nobody yeah. wants a russian <laughs> representative yeah God. um yeah so it's it's difficult because i don't i i think i'm good at checking myself but it is one of those things where like i do think a, a good assessment of someone's character is how they treat people that they don't have to treat well you know like yes. service members and staff and so you don't want to become but it's just such a distance at that point of somebody who is denying you a thing that can cost you so much money with so little with, with what seems like so little regard or thought and that person as an individual is nothing to me I mean yeah. <laughs> compared to like the hours that I'm spending and doing all of this and, stuff it's so difficult to care for this person and coincidentally we're nothing to them though so that's that's how it goes too. yeah so it's like so everything is based on this platform and the rules but when they're looking at you they're looking very narrowly through the rules but when they're looking at guests behavior they often are not they're often looking through you know for sure and that's kind of yeah. like what i try to come back to or i'm like i'm not taking this personally but like it just seems like airbnb's regard for hosts has gotten worse and worse so uh yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure he doesn't care. It's literally like an emotional exercise at that point to be like, as soon as I can leave this godforsaken app, I will. I want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and this is something I've kind of been revisiting is that a long time ago, I was like, you know what, man? Fuck Airbnb. Fuck VRBO. I'm going to have a booking site and then, then they'll be sorry. But like a booking site is a great idea. Everyone should have one. Yeah. But it's not easy. And it's, no, it's and like we have one, and we get bookings here really? and there. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Nice. Yeah, we we've had one the whole time. As soon as we started, nice. we got Airbnb, Verbo, and we have like our own like using Logify's app, but like we have our own website and stuff, and it all syncs together and all that kind of shit. We get requests here and there, but you know, it used to be that I actually had people. If it felt like somebody that was like even remotely sketchy, I would say I prefer to stay on the app. I would rather pay their fees sure. and costs and have the protection of actually like potentially having an insurance policy and having someone a third party that's seeing all the. But now that's like less and less the case, where it's really not that worth it because there's so little you can do. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing I've been thinking about is just how, like, you know, um, maybe the answer isn't to just, like, be mad at Airbnb. It's just, like, build your own Air, not, not build your own Airbnb, but just, <laughs> you know, like, if you could get to a point where, let's say, 25%, I, I would say about 8% of my bookings come directly, yeah. just friends and friends, whatever. 
But if you got to a point where like 25% of your bookings were coming directly, number one, you'll make more money. You'll make 10% more on average. Right. And number two, you're, you know, they give you like, I can't wait for, to get a direct booking. And if they give me like a one star on my own direct site and be like, oh man, that's so unfortunate. Like, just, right, <laughs> just goes right into the trash. Yeah. Just be like every other website with fake bookings. Oh yeah. Fake, yeah. Just like reviews. Google reviews, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that, that's obviously the correct advice always is to like, don't be mad, you know, do the thing Get that even, you can yeah. do. Well, just just do the things that are within your control to try to avoid relying on whoever it is that's fucking you, you know? Yeah. That's, that's life. That's just life advice for sure. Um, speaking of, well, I don't know if there's much to talk about this one, but Airbnb was glitching all morning. Oh, yeah. I think that I, I, I think it's worth mentioning for this reason alone is that in my world, dealing with owners who are coming to Airbnb and they don't know anything about it, they see Airbnb as this like uh, perfect monolith that is just never fucks up or whatever. And I was like, well, they'll learn very quickly. Yeah, that's not the you case. Have, yeah, you have no idea the level of idiocy that occurs where just stupid things happen all the time. Yeah, you don't get yeah. notifications for things like True. messages disappear. It crashes like at least I would say every few months there's like a major crash. I've heard I don't I don't know anything, but I've heard that it's built on Ruby on Rails and that that platform is not uh, created or that language is not cre- created for scaling, and that's why some there, there's always that this happens. But the funniest thing is yesterday they're like, "Oh, it's our summer release. Here's all these new cool features." Literally next day, the whole site crashes. <laughs> a 44 billion dollar company's website crashes. Like, yeah, it's what still, is it's wrong still not working with properly actually for me. The funny thing is is I'm always like there's always something that I'm dealing with that I'm like, "Did I was I too mean to Bogdan?" Yes. Did I is the site crashing or did I get delisted and everything of mine isn't working because I was too rude to Bogdan? Yeah, yeah, maybe they have some kind of like crash. <laughs> they can make you crash. Yeah. It's well, like a Mario shell. Well, because at first it wasn't even crashing. At first I go on the computer and it it logged me out. And then when I try to log in, it asks me yeah. to verify via texted code. And, then and I work. enter the right code and then it says the code same is like shit. invalid. Exactly. And then I go to the phone app and then uh, I'm like logged out and it's like, I'm like logged in as a guest. And it's like, do you want to start hosting? Click here to put to yeah. add a property. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, no, that could have been that could have been really bad, but whatever. Yeah, but it was not. But also, I didn't. This has happened before, so like I knew it probably was not me being mean to Bogdan. Um, uh, the other thing we were going to talk about is service animals. Yes, we have adjusted our animal policy over time. Yeah, I well, I, I recently had a weird thing where this lady hit me up. It was like kind of a last minute booking, and she was like, "Hey, uh, can I bring my uh, dogs to this house?" Um, there I I should ask before, but I didn't. And this is a, this is like one of the few properties I have that they don't want dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's like, they're service dogs. And my understanding, you're not allowed to deny service dogs on Airbnb. You're not, but you can ask two questions. And my understanding of it is that you can ask, is this dog trained to perform a specific service, um, and, or task, and will the dog be with you at all times? Because I because I guess those are the ways you weed out fake fakes, you know, which is like all of them. Most many, like many. Um, almost all, yeah. it's it's fake, and that's not pe- and that's not the people that really need a service animal's fault. That that's just really fucking unlucky. That'd be like if you could print your own handicap parking pass, which I totally would do. Right, right. But like, but so so I, I so I ask her that, and her answer, she says, 
yes, they're trained. And I was like, all right. Right. She's purposely answering vaguely. Yeah. And, and then so I put up put it up on Facebook. Um, just, and I don't know why I did because it just became 100 people being like. Because you fucking do that with everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because I live my life out loud, Boris. No. And then I got a bunch of answers and people had different things. And, and it was funny to see how no one's really clear on the rules. Yeah. You know? Because apparently there's different rules based on long-term stays or short. Like if you're renting an apartment, you have to show. Uh, documents, I guess. Yep. But yeah. if it's just an Airbnb, you don't. And uh, I don't know. It was interesting. It was, I, I I feel for people like if you have s- incredibly an- anxiety or some blood sugar issue or whatever, and you need a service animal, and there's all these jackasses just going on Amazon and buying like little service strips for their chihuahua or whatever. Yeah. That's fucking sucks. Yeah, the system's broken for sure. And so like th- that's why that's how people I know justify it that definitely don't have a service handle, but just like why the fuck should I not get to fly with my dog when everybody else is doing it? Yeah. Well, so what we did is basically like, you know, technically you have a pet fee and Airbnb is extra annoying because normally you want to scale that pet fee. So there should be a difference in cost probably between someone bringing one dog and bringing five dogs. But Airbnb makes it so annoying where like you have to like manually do it. You can't. They can bring four pets and it's still like will only add the one pet fee. You used to be have more control and now you have less. Now you just set a price. Yeah, and it has to be, and you have to set how many pets you will allow. But they they're making it cheaper for guests. That's why they're they're ma- they're doing it to fuck with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, so basically, like I honestly, it just wasn't worth it. And if people asked nicely, I would usually discount it anyway. Yeah. So like we just have the flat pet fee. If you're bringing pets, we add the flat pet fee in our first message, automated message in response to the booking. We say thanks for booking. Can you please confirm the amount of adults, children, and pets in your group. And that'll get a lot of people because people will purposely not mark off the pet fee on Airbnb. But when you ask them directly, they'll say, oh, I'm bringing a pet. And I'll say, okay, great. Thanks so much for booking. I do need to add the pet to your registration as we have a pet fee and it needs to be part of the booking. And most of the time, it's no problem at all. And then we give a 10% discount for all veteran dogs have served in the military. (laughs) People have asked for a military discount and I did give it, the one group I definitely gave it to because she asked really nicely and they were paying, you know, a fair rate. But I have also denied it when it's like, A, a person's not asking nicely or they like booked already at a really low price that was like, yeah, well, that, that's a that's an interesting one because no one in my family since my like grandfather has served in the military. I don't have any nostalgia or connection to the military, right? Uh, and I and and I feel like in I'll a, charge extra to you, warring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cops of the world. Um, yeah. I would love it if you could do a discount for veterans and then like a twenty percent upcharge for politicians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I charge extra to the military and ten percent off for all Antifa black bloc <laughs> <laughs> members. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I wonder about that because I think, I mean, I don't blame anyone for trying to get a discount at all, but it is, it is such a weird, it feels weird. It'd be like if, if I knew that your dad got killed with a sword and be like, Hey, do you have any, uh, killed with a sword discounts? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, actually <laughs> I need your ID that shows your dad was killed with a sword, but then I'll give you $8. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it just feels, it feels a weird thing. But I always ask if it's, it's someone staying in the house because there's yeah. these sneaky bastards who'd be like, Oh, my uncle was in the Navy for eight right, months right. and I'm going to, you know, and I'm on vacation, you know, I think that's shitty. Yeah. Also, does this really make up for being killed by a sword? Yeah. You want a 10% discount? Getting killed by a sword is a real double-edged sword. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's no good, but you get... (laughs) 
<laughs> you get your Airbnb discounts. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like yeah. If you if you had to kill a guy for the country, it should be a hundred percent off <laughs> for everywhere you go. Well, you know? you know, thankfully we do have the Third Amendment that says that I do not have to house you at all oh, during yeah. times of peace. Oh yeah, that's right. Fair enough. I, yeah, I don't know any of the amendments. I, well, uh, I know that the third one is that you will not be forced to house. Uh, whatever military during times of peace. Hey, have you ever watched those videos on YouTube? This is off Airbnb, but have you ever watched those videos on YouTube where it's those guys who are uh, they get pulled over by the cops and they're like, "I'm traveling, I'm not driving." They're like sovereign citizens. No. Oh my God, we should watch one of those one time. Basically, there's these people that think that they are sovereign citizens, and thus that's why they don't. It's and they like, just get arrested every time. Sometimes they get out of it. But they get out of it by being like the most autistic. What is it they're getting out of? They're like, don't have a license or what does it mean? Basically, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo word salad stuff. This is why Wesley Snipes went to jail, by the way. I'm pretty sure. I thought it's, it was taxes. It was, but he didn't pay his taxes because he's a sovereign citizen. So he doesn't have to pay his taxes. What is a sovereign citizen? It's basically a lonely guy <laughs> <laughs> who thinks he doesn't have to play by the rules. But we love Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I, don't I, we, I do. right? I love Wesley Snipes. He's yeah. great. Um, no, but then they like get they and they always get in trouble. These guys they and they film themselves getting interrogated by the police and they try to do this word salad shit. They're like, he's like, oh, you're you're driving, you know, too fast. And he's like, I'm not driving, I'm traveling. They have the, all these like weird, like uh, they're trying to like judo the language, and it just it seems like it never works. <laughs> they all get no, tased. that sounds crazy. <laughs> I've seen the ones that like exercise their constitutional rights and and do like yeah. weird stuff. And the funny thing is, some of them are interesting and normal, while others just don't understand what it is they're talking about at all. Yeah. And there's one that I saw where like the guy's trying to teach his son his constitutional freedoms oh, by like no. driving through an entry point and refusing like I forget what, and he just gets arrested in front of his kid like violently because <laughs> he, he like ignored. <laughs> And drove through the entry and had to be pulled over after by the cops and it's just this commentary video by like a constitutional expert that like while we support legitimate exercise of this this man has no idea what he's talking about yeah have you, have you ever seen the ones where it's like a dude and he's like wearing a tank top and he's carrying an AR-15 down the street and the cops are like hey buddy what the fuck are you doing <laughs> he's like this is my right and this is my permit and it's like yeah you're a white incel who's 19 and there's a church right there can you not fucking do this here? right right you know Anyway. Well, um, to a different debate, so I don't have to debate you on this guy's freedom to carry his this is assault a, but rifle. This, but this next debate is also very important. Much more important. Yeah. And, one would and, say and, than and the affects Second a Amendment. lot of people. Yeah. Shootings, you know. Shootings. Exactly. Shooting, this is yeah. about sh a type of shooting, and that is bidets. That's bidets. Yeah. We have ourselves a bidet debate. This is the great bidet debate <laughs> <laughs> the great bidet debate uh now here's the thing outside of airbnb i am heavily pro bidet i have yep. bidets on both my toilets uh now i got a new place and i like got the legit ass bidets before that i got a 35 dollar amazon bidet that connects to the hot water too it's about an hour worth of plumbing love it any Oof. bidet you can get it's wonderful. Boris You're... is like, some of my best friends are bidets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love bidets. However, um, we're talking about specifically bidets and Airbnb. Yeah. So in Airbnbs, it, to me, it seems like, okay, if you want to invest the like two to $400 for the like, and you need an outlet next to the toilet and stuff for those two, um, I could see that working. But 
if you do, because I have one in a house that was just already there, and it's like one of the $30, $40 Amazon ones, and they just are a bitch to clean, and it looks dirty really easily. Which part is like, does like shit water spray underneath? It's not that shit water sprays. It's that basically, you know, a toilet normally just accumulates stuff like underneath as it like sprays in the bowl exactly and yep. like the rim like underneath the seat and so like normally you can lift that up and clean it really easily but the way these bidet attachments attach is you remove the seat and it's like these circles that like that the plates seat comes sleep, back yeah. on exactly and so all those plates have like little spaces and little crevices that just like i just know from having one that get dirty really easily it's just like looks like dried piss flakes basically it's like cleaning a computer printer yeah or a keyboard for that matter you know and so like look if your cleaner is really on point and it it, you know it's an extra thing to be conscious of like you're now adding to your cleaners list of things to clean but um yeah if they're really on point and they're down with it like sure but to me it seems like it's just such an easy thing to miss and to not get perfect and to have a guest take a photo of and be disgusted by that like it just seems like a like a hazard to me, and I am on the pro bidet. Uh, I am a pro two a bidet, <laughs> freedom to carry. Pro number two and yeah, pro number one yeah. with the bidet coming out the a. Um, but no, my thought is this: is I've been starting to research how do you cut, um, uh, like inventory costs in an Airbnb. What are some of the things that cost money? And a simple one is toilet paper. Toilet paper is getting really fucking expensive. And also it's going up. Apparently there's, I've I read, I, would, I, I had, I have anxiety. So at night I'll just read. <laughs> and last night I read that a bunch of paper mills are closing in America and that's making the prices skyrocket. Why are they closing? Um, Cause you know, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. also surprised our toilet paper is made in America. Me too, yeah. But apparently it's just like, uh, it's it's an expensive process to make toilet paper, which is insane to think about. But so, so I, I think about that. And then I also think like in the rush of running an Airbnb, sometimes you have it all in stock. And other times you're like, shit, this last guest took 10 rolls. You know, it was a bunch of bachelorette party, whatever. And then, so there's these handling fees. And also every year at almost every property I manage, we have to call Roto-Rooter, which is, you know, easy, a $300, $350 charge. And most of that is because people just cram fucking toilet paper down this. Or other things. Sure, definitely. But definitely also toilet paper. You have septic or you have plumbing? Um, I don't really know. Oh, no, we don't have a septic tank. We have plumbing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clean outs and stuff. Anyway, so my thought is this. Put in a bidet. Also have toilet paper, of course, but then just clean the shit out of the bidets because also bidets are an amenity on Airbnb right now. It used to not be that way, but now it's a, a button you can click and maybe you can really cater to those people that are like, I'm coming on vacation and I'm going to blow that toilet up. <laughs> yeah. People with IBS, you know. I think what will be a good compromise, and I think this this would work out both, is uh, sometimes on Woot, do you know that site? Is that one of those like Chinese... Uh, like duplicate sites? No, no, no. They're actually owned by Amazon now, but they're like a sales site that'll have like kind of overstock type stuff or like whatever. But once in a while they get these like off brand and they might be okay. I think it were worth a shot for like, like a hundred something bucks, which is more than the cheap ones. But a, they look fancy because it's got like the remote and it's again, you do have to do the work of putting an outlet somewhere where it's accessible to your toilet, but they're just way easier to clean for the most part because it's like it replaces the seat and the 
lid and everything like that all in one yeah i think i think it replaces the lid as well yeah yeah i i I think that could be an option but you know i don't know i just think that that could be kind of a luxurious thing i feel like women like bidets yeah um it was i think in our very first episode i talked about how like my perspective changed and like i had a bachelor party where we just like we didn't fuck up this dude's house but we disrespected it in a way that i would be (laughs) i would be upset especially again toilet (laughs) well no there was just like um like we moved furniture around, like dishes left on the counter. No, we didn't destroy anything, but just like you know, treated his house in a way that like I would be annoyed, and and especially for my cleaner who's now has to deal with that. You know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So do you want to hear some Airbnb drama? Yeah. What okay. do you got? Okay. So this friend of mine wrote me, and uh, this this happens when you host is that people use you as a resource, which is cool most of the time. Yeah. Because much as I love like busting guest chops when they're acting like dickheads, I love it even more when it's like a shitty host and I get to be the bad guy. You I know? could I could tell, and and I like this about you is that when I share something with you and I complain, your instinct is like, but what could you do here? I think we both do that to each other. Yeah, yeah, we, for sure. Because that's how you actually help people. You know, yeah. you can't control how people react, but like what could you have done to like not have the guests complain about this, which is always, you know. But it, it also makes me respect you more if I ask you a follow-up question. Like uh, you had the thing with the gate and I was like, well, why don't you just create a scheduled message? And you're like, we do do that. And I'm like, right. okay, fuck this. Now I'm like double yeah, on your yeah. team because you've done the <laughs> work. Because we've done to, the diligence of trying to avoid these sorts of issues. So, all right. So this friend of mine wrote me and like, like I said, it's, you know, if you if you always play the black pieces on chess, it's fun to play the white pieces. And that's right. what it's like to bust the chops of some shitty host. It's oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. Friend. Future, future reference. If you have a problem with the Airbnb, don't wait to the last second to tell your host friends. Tell it while it's happening because usually we can give you better advice. For sure. How to word things yeah. and avoid incriminating yourself. Also, don't ask me for advice. I don't want to do this for free. <laughs> I, want to, I want to be paid for my labor. Anyways, so she says, hey, quick question. Feel like you're the only one with guidance. Uh, me and a friend stayed in the Airbnb this past weekend for a wedding. Barely were even in the house. We actually ended up passing out at another house one night, so we were only actually sleeping there one night and didn't make a mess or anything. Owner is trying to hit us with a $500 smoking fee, which we did not smoke at all. None of us smoked cigs, and one person had a weed bait pen but used it outside literally one time. She said the alternative, this is where it gets weird, the, the host says to her, she says, the alternative is Venmoing her $75. Is there any way that could be a scam? And I told her, send me all the screen caps. Yeah. So here's a screen cap from the uh, from the the person, the, the host. She said hi to this person's name. And she said, thank you for being our guest. You did break one of our rules, which is no smoking anything in the house. There's a $500 penalty. An ozone machine was purchased to remove the smell. If you make payment within the next 24 hours for 75 bucks, Onamar ozone generator purchased, we will waive the penalty fee. We will send over a request for $75 in the resolution center. Alternatively, you can Venmo at this number, uh, this Venmo handle, whatever, whichever is easiest. Um, and then this person, my friend, co- continues. She says, only thing I can think of is one of us smelling like weed from smoking blunts in the bachelor parties Airbnb that did not get hit with a smoking fee. I hope this sends your podcast to the moon, whether we fucked up or not. <laughs> Very sweet. Thanks. Um, okay. So there's a couple of mixed things there. A, l- a lot of ups and downs, actually, to that story. Yeah. It's very obviously deliberate and specific that they said smoking anything in the house. Sure. It makes me think that the blunt has nothing to do with it and that they either saw somebody with 
a vape pen or like something was left from a vape pen in the house and they're using that very unlucky yeah yeah, and they're using that as because like they said anything although they might just mean weed i suppose somebody could also say anything in that sort of way but also yeah i weed generally doesn't leave a smell but if somebody smoked a blunt and had clothes in it i can see it but just like weed is not I smoke weed in my Airbnbs like the day before somebody's coming, you know, and it's fine. You smoke no, a joint or you smoke a vape pen? Um, maybe like a joint or a bong rip. Uh, no, no, vape pen you can smoke anywhere. A vape pen is gone within minutes. I smoke vape pens. I've smoked vape pens in airplane bathrooms. As long as you, you blow it as you boy, you, you blow it as you flush. You blow it as oh, you is flush. That the move? Yeah, that's the move. I mean, look, if you really want to be risky about it you can fucking do it in your seat like the smell dissipates within seconds it's not something that really stays in the air you just don't really want to get caught because you'll get a write-up from the faa and you oh really yeah want that. that's not fucking worth it yeah i i what if i had to guess i think number one my friend's friend is lying about smoking in the house i bet she definitely Very did possible also <laughs> or the other option is that this person like you said maybe they found like an old vape cartridge or it could just be that their clothes smelled like weed. So naturally, the house smells like weed. I've made that mistake before where I thought someone smoked and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to say in a situation like this. I feel for the host if the place stinks of weed. Right. But also, like, the whole thing about $500 or you got a Venmo me 75 The whole thing's like Wait, so was that because I didn't hear the $500 thing oh, here? Yeah. So she they said they sent a request for 500 well, uh, let me see. Because you, you didn't read that. It sounded like they sent a request for the same 75 and they were like, you can pay me on here or via Venmo. So she says, uh, there is a $500 penalty. An ozone machine was purchased to remove the smell. If you make payment within the next 24 hours for 75 bucks per, for, the, for the machine purchase, we will waive the penalty fee. So I see. So honestly, that's weird to me because usually ozone machines are like 100, 120. Maybe that's an area. So, well, so this is my guess, right? Yeah. They definitely didn't purchase an ozone machine specifically for this. Yes. I, yeah, I think that, they're full of shit. That, yeah. That's 100%. Yeah. Uh, 90%, whatever. What it might be is, um, I, if if I were to, like, benefit of the doubt to the host in this case, let's say it smelled like weed. What are my options? I can run the ozone machine. Now, I can find them the $500 for smoking inside. What are the odds that I'm going to get it? Maybe it's a smart tactic to just find them the $75 for your time and bringing the ozone machine and put it in there. Add this time element to it so that they don't think too much and do it as opposed to dealing with the 500 And then you hopefully, you know, rid yourself of like the battle back and forth trying to get paid out for this $500 smoking fine when you don't have direct proof of them smoking in there. Yeah, see, the the time thing, that makes it sound like a scam because there's a squeeze being played. There here. is a squeeze being played, yeah. for sure. What? But again, the question is, is it because it's a scam or is it because they would just rather get compensated for their time and not deal with the back and forth? Here's another thing. What yeah. if she like gets the money, the 75 bucks, and then goes after Airbnb for the 500 So she's hitting it on both ends. That's what I would do if I was being a piece of shit about it. Yeah, I see. Well, well you if know. you Venmo them, then yeah, there's no evidence as far as Airbnb goes, that sure. anything was done anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say for sure. And I've had people also ask me for advice when they were guests and they got, I had a friend who like got charged for a bunch of shit and claimed that like they messed up the plumbing and blah, blah, blah. And like that uh, there was pet stuff, but then it turned out there was a pet. Like it, it was clear she was changing her story with me a little bit. And I was like, it sounds like you're trying to get out of like the fact that you fucked up this person's house. Yeah, that always makes me respect my friends less when they like, 
you can hear them telling a story where like I love when someone tells you a story and you can hear the longer they talk like oh you're the villain (laughs) right right I'm hearing it from your biased point of view and I'm not on your side I can only imagine what this is if I hear it from the this is the big bad wolf telling me how mean the pigs are yeah (laughs) but look if I had a friend that was honest with me and was like hey man how do we get the least possible you know responsibility for what we did here (laughs) we did fuck up this guy's house blah 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 you know I if it wasn't somebody that I disliked, I'd be like, you know, I've been on the other end of this shit. I've been an asshole before. Sure. And like, uh, you know, uh, I empathize with you as my friend more than a stranger. So, yeah, I mean, I, in this situation, I suspect that this is just a misunderstanding. No one smoked in it or her friend is lying and they did smoke in it. Either way, I would just tell this lady to fuck off. Like yeah. I, and I would, uh, I, I would tell her to fuck off. And then the one thing I'm not familiar with is how to fight a bad review from the guest side. I've never done that before. Hmm. Oh, but you know, she's asking for money. So this is a retaliatory review. Oh, so there you go. Well, I wonder <laughs> because like, what else are you supposed to do? If someone fucked up your house, you would both ask for money and leave a bad review. So I don't, I don't know what Airbnb's rules are with that. Cause like, I bet it'll cancel out. You know, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never found guests to care very much about their review. I also generally leave a good review unless it's a really terrible guest, um, only because. And even in particular, if um, there was any issue at all on our end, because I, you know, I want them to leave a good impression, so that if I ask them to alter it or something like that, it's not like, well, fuck you, you gave me a bad review for this. So I let go of a lot of stuff. I actually had somebody recently. Um, I told you there's like a crazy neighbor in one of the houses who claimed yeah. that there was fireworks going off at a for a, a different guest and there wasn't any. I think it wasn't even a guest. I think it was my brother and his girlfriend at the house and they were like, we're he- we're right here. No one's asked us to quiet down and there's no fireworks or nothing. Just going in on. the bedroom, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, so like weeks later, I have no complaints. I have no evidence that anyone said. I even checked cameras i think there was no evidence anyone set off fireworks but they left a fucking big box of fireworks oh my in God. the garage of the house oh yeah so it turns out the crazy lady was right no no no, no. Un- unrelated it was oh. a different guest that left a big box of fireworks in the house and so part of me was like you know if you find cigarettes in the house you don't necessarily charge the person for smoking. It's just cigarettes in the house. So we didn't charge them anything. It's, you know, it's just a box of fire. If anything, they left us a box of fireworks that we can use later on. Yeah. But, um, could be worse. But yeah, so I, I don't even know how, I guess you'd need cameras outside to catch them in the act of setting off fireworks. But yeah, that's the big one. No smoking in the house, no fireworks for sure at all because that's, we get fined for that. We can lose our license for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it, this. This stuff is so stupid. And but then it's funny because people are like, I love how all the anti Airbnb sentiment where people are like, oh, I don't want to stay in a house and I got to do chores. And it's like, you know, like they forget how shitty it is to deal with hotels sometimes too. Right. Like you ever show up to a hotel and they're like, yeah, we just don't got a room for you, bro. <laughs> like there's that. that I absolutely happens. I know? stayed in a hotel recently. It was actually excellent service. They were they were really great. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. However. So our first night, it was like at 5 a.m. And we like, this is our first vacation without our daughter. This is like the opportunity to sleep in a little bit. Like we haven't slept past like 6, 37 a.m. in two years. years. <laughs> yeah. And so the very first night at 5 a.m., someone above us is like dropping bowling balls for like 20 minutes. What was it? I have no idea. Um, it was just it was really loud, and it's you know it's under it's an old building. It was built like three hundred years ago or something. 
And so that part happens. But then here's the thing is when I'm woken up like that, uh, I go to sleep, back to sleep pretty easily. My wife does not. And so now she's awake. And so then like probably 7.20 a.m. or something, they start vacuuming like right outside. And uh, actually up until, so our room was right next to the entrance and they use these key cards that are like, Hello, Boris. You like scan it, and that's how you enter the doors of the hotel and your room and everything. Did it know that was your name, or was it just guessing? Looking no, no, at no. You? no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, <laughs> so we're hearing ask people because our room is right next to the entrance of the hotel, and mm. so we're hearing people like "Hello, hello," like oh my uh, opening and closing doors in this thing, and then at seven twenty in the morning they start vacuuming. What the fuck? And so then in the morning I like go to the guy and I'm like. Dude, Yo. uh, first of all, can you tell me if whoever's above us is there tonight as well? And if so, is it possible to like move us to a different room or something? He's like, I'm sorry, it's a 12-room hotel. He's like, we're fully booked. There's no other rooms available. I'm like, okay, well, question number two. He's like, but I can talk to them and maybe see if they can be quiet or something if they're doing stuff in the morning. I'm like, that'd be great. And I'm like, question number two, can y'all not vacuum at 7.20 in the morning? He's like, well, it's just that there's guests during the day. I'm like, yeah, but usually like you vacuum during turnover. I'm not tr- not trying to be an asshole, you know, but I'm like, you know, my wife c- c- couldn't sleep since 5 a.m. I honestly went back to sleep, so I'm not even sure how long you were vacuuming. But like you were vacuuming at 7 in the morning. He's like, yeah. I mean, he had a reasonable explanation, basically like a rained and like you can't have a dirty entrance or whatever. He's like, we needed to take care of it before there's a lot of traffic. I was like, tomorrow morning, unless there's a torrential downpour and it's a mess in here, can y'all not vacuum it? And he said, yeah. And then we got back to our room later that night and they left earplugs on the um, nightstands for us, which is a nice move. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, They, and also like, like there was like, Maybe a little bit of like defensive attitude when I talked to him in the morning because I probably also came at it with like I, I think I was pretty respectful, but I was also kind of like, no, this this can't be, you know, this just can't be. We're on vacation, and it turns uh, out it was Bodil or whatever. It was what? Oh, <laughs> Bodan. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it was Freddie, and he was a nice dude, and uh, yeah, and the rest of the time it was actually totally fine. We got some sleep. We slept in the next morning with earplugs. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was great service, but with a hotel, you have that issue where you can easily have noisy rooms next to you. You're dealing with other people that are, you know, outside of your group entirely. Um, yeah, you have tons of your own. And there's just, it's just a different thing. It's weird when people compare it. We've talked about this before when they're like, but why can't we have three hours early check in hotels that you do that? I'm like, because they might have another room, but this is one house and you're asking for check in an hour after the person before you would have checked out. That's not enough time to clean the place. You know, I was, I was thinking about this um, in, in Charleston. They currently there's the most expensive property for sale in Charleston ever. And it's the top of a hotel. And it's two floors of a hotel. The Francis Marion is fucking gorgeous, like twelve million dollars. The top of a hotel, yeah. Meaning, like the rest of it is still the hotel, and they're selling yes. the top two floors as like a condo or something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, like super elite, like twelve and a half million dollars, something insane. Views are insane. Um, but it made me think about this about like what makes a hotel a luxury hotel. Like, what would it mean to be in a suite? You know what it means is a place with multiple rooms. If you think about it, if you go to a hotel, you get a room. Uh-huh. If you get a suite in a hotel, you get several rooms. Living room, little kitchen area, little mm-hmm. seating area. That means right. you're in a luxurious hotel. And that's basically what an Airbnb is. It's just several rooms. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny how like 
the apples and oranges comparison is kind of weird like that. Like if you had, if you rented a three bedroom space with a villa and a kitchen and a hotel, it would be a thousand dollars a night anywhere, right? Easily. Yeah. yeah. More, more but in an Airbnb, it could be $90 <laughs> depending on the night plus cleaning fee, whatever. Right. Well, anyway. I would say there are other aspects to a luxury hotel. Sure. I've paid pretty high prices for just a room. If it was like, you know, in Manhattan or okay. like. Th- this is a good question. Where is your dream trip as far as like where do you want to stay next? Like like anywhere in the world, any hotel in the world. Do you have any like. I, a lot of what I look at on Instagram is escapism. travel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I have anything like that. <clears throat> I think we'll probably do like a trip to Florida with my parents and the baby. <laughs> Hopefully sometime <laughs> later this summer. No, I mean, we'd like to go to like Europe and. I'd eventually like to go back to Ukraine <laughs> when it's safe again. Once listening to all those internet comments. <laughs> start, start in it. Come to my Airbnb in Ukraine once the shelling pauses. <laughs> oh, man, that would be great. I was actually talking to my buddy because his family's from Puerto Rico and we went to Puerto Rico. Uh, that was our vacation just now. So my buddy recommended all this stuff to do in Puerto Rico, sent us a long list, and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to repay you the favor as soon as the war stops. I'll give you the hot spots. <laughs> That are destroyed in Ukraine. There's currently a lot of hot spots in Ukraine. But. A lot of smoldering <laughs> hot spots. Oh man, yeah. Well, I um, I I love luxury shit. I I don't experience it that often, but I I love seeing how other people do stuff. As far as uh, in hotel industry world, yeah. But I really want to stay at the Polynesian in Disney World because that is like, of course, fucking Disney. Yeah, world. because I, I my testosterone levels Disney have never adult. been lower. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do before you can check in. They're like, are you at zero? or less on yeah. tea and I'm like yep like right this way you fat fuck and that's how they woke <laughs> they put a lay on you it's like this, uh, no but then it's like $800 a night but the the hotel itself is so gorgeous and there's all these like fun little things but I wonder if the rooms are even worth the shit you know they could not be I mean, the thing I've noticed is just like, you know, the materials, everything, the bed, everything is made out of the sheets are really nice and like um yeah, I guess a big part of it is also location. I haven't stayed at many luxury hotels, but mostly just my honeymoon really was just like a completely different experience from any hotels I've stayed at before mm-hmm. or after. Because you were getting laid in it. That too, but also because <laughs> we were in Thailand and it's like, oh, you know, like nice, yeah, okay. beautiful scenery outside of it. And like, oh, actually, I stayed at this place in uh, India in um, Mumbai that my buddy's friend my buddy's cousin got us like a crazy rate because he worked for like hilton honors or something i forget what but it was like this like palace where they would walk by and like replace the rose petals in the fountain like the labor price is just so cheap there also but i paid 25 dollars a night to stay in this like super luxury incredible hotel with like a great restaurant in it and all this shit do they like memorize your name that's like sometimes with the luxury hotels they can't even pronounce my name (laughs) no i no no nothing like that yeah but we like i was also crashing with my buddies like two of us to a room you know that kind of thing I want to I want to go back to Europe too. I, I want to go back to Denmark and I want to go to Italy and really live it up. I went to Italy when I was younger and yeah, you know, backpacked like whatever. a Malfi Coast or some shit like that. Yeah, like That'd Rome nice. and like a sweet ass hotel. Yeah, that would be yeah, I'd like sexy. to do that. Yeah, let's you and I go. Yes, <laughs> we're taking <laughs> this your, podcast. Screw somewhere. your yeah. girlfriend. Screw yeah. my wife. Yeah. Let's go. We can review luxury hotels on the podcast. Luxury bros before luxury hoes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And with that, luxury bros before luxury hoes or bidet debate. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Which title will win?